Hello, everyone. This is the Easy Allies podcast. I'm your moderator, Kyle Bossman. And joining us this week, Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. Ben Moore. Yo. And Brandon Jones. What's up? What is up, Daniel Bloodworth? What is your goal this week? Um, my goal is to not mess with my hoodie or uh, anything. Uh, yeah. Not don't, to mess with the zipper. Don't mess with the zipper. Or, yeah. Okay. Weird goal. But I gotta be honest. I like it. Like, what happens if he, like, scratches his belly? Does that count? No funny business. No funny business with the hoodie at all. Okay. Got <laughs> Hands it. above the desk. <laughs> Hands above the desk. Okay. Okay. Right. I don't know. Ben, yeah, what is go. your goal this week? Yep. My goal is to rhyme in a clever way while I'm talking seriously and not in a joking manner. Oh, wow. That's is a- it okay if we notice? Yeah, you can okay. notice. All right. Because you've tried to, like, slip him under a few times. Yeah, I've definitely definitely tried to be cheeky with it. But this time, we can notice and we can celebrate it. Hands above the desk. Okay. Brandon Jones, your goal this week. I'm going to be doing a very matter-of-fact reading of the podcast halftime. Hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, My goal this week, no time travel jokes. Enough. Let's play it out. I'm glad you said it because I wanted to say it. Okay, yeah, I'm aware of it. Okay. I see the comments. Okay. Begin corrections music, please. Monster Hunter World will absolutely be on Xbox One. That's on me. Uh, <laughs> so many comments. Yes. Uh, I didn't mention Kingdom Come Deliverance coming out on February 13th when I was doing our little three-month preview. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a big one. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. That deserves its spot more than... Can you just say that, like, release schedules are kind of sketch at the beginning of the year? They are, but you I mean... start looking at things and, like... Wait, this doesn't look like it's been updated for three months. Yeah, yeah. I use I use Wikipedia. What do you use? Oh, yeah, never Wikipedia. Um, I <laughs> I tend to I, I, I jump between um, GameStop, um, GameFAQs, and Game Informer. Oh, nice. Okay, multiple sources. You filthy animal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That forest in the Shadow of the Colossus remaster is actually in the original. Um, ooh, this was interesting. So Warhammer Fantasy, the cap, the 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 fantasy is capitalized. So Warhammer Fantasy is like a lineage. That's an official name of that like that timeline. So Games Workshop uh, made like a stripped down reboot of Warhammer Fantasy called Warhammer Age of Sigmar, and that's a whole new thing. So you can buy fantasy stylized Warhammer characters now, but that's not Warhammer Fantasy. That's Warhammer. Age of Sigmar. Warhammer Fantasy continuity does uh, continue through the Creative Assembly games. Isn't that crazy? There's so much Warhammer, it's insane. Yeah. I, I can't keep up with it. But like, yeah. so like, to simplify what I just said, the tabletop game, the continuity of that of that world, of that universe, continues on through the games, but not through the tabletop. Right. I think that's cool. And there was a big division between whether the new Age of Sigmar is good or not. Some mm. people hate it, and some people really love it, and they say it's very successful, and others are just like, no, that's why we like Creative Assembly so much, is because they have the original continuity. So it's cool. Well, yeah. Now I know a little bit more about Warhammer. Jones, you gave Shadow of the Colossus a 9.3. Yeah, a little less than I thought. <laughs> yeah, man. Hard to live up to. Like, like Shadow of the Colossus 9.3, like, how do you get past that? A couple more colossi, maybe some stuff for me to hunt. On other, well, uh, other than lizards, you're talking about the original game. There's, you know, you can it's definitely have yeah. some performance and control issues. Frame rate buckles True. a little bit. All right, know. okay. It's <laughs> a fun game to critique. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Try yeah. Next time. Oh, give it a different point, something, Jones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memory also available on Vita uh, soon. 
And then this this bugs me so much. Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. Because I just I read I read the text on the Wikipedia entry when I was talking about this game, but still it all came out wrong. Still it was because here's what happened is is uh, Ian and Brad were like, so do I get this? Do I get this? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. But it turned out they had already owned it, and I didn't want to like stress about because I always stress about this game too much. Here's the thing. Here's how this works. If you buy this game in a box, if you buy this game as the $40 version uh, digitally as well of Street Fighter V Arcade Edition, you will get Season 1 and 2 characters. You'll get both of those in that package. If you get the free update, no, those characters, you don't get those for free. That's not a thing. Hmm. Also, we're well aware that the Season 3 characters are not free as well. We got it. End correction music, please. Whew. Oh, I got a, I got a couple more things, actually, related oh. to corrections. Uh, please do not send corrections for love and respect games. I'm just going, I'm like, I've, I have faith that the people right. who are making those games <laughs> are making them, are, are doing the proper research. Sometimes it's incorrect, but uh, that's not on us. Yeah. We got some years wrong, but it's okay. And <laughs> Jones, many try to correct you about the grouse not being Alaska's state bird, but I did the research. The grouse? Grouse. Yeah. The grouse. Sorry, I call it the grouse. The grouse <laughs> is loose. Uh... According to 50states.com slash bird slash Alaska, the red grouse, grouse, <laughs> I'm calling you the grouses from now on, the red grouse is a subspecies of willow ptarmigan. Which is the, that's what they argued was the... Yeah, okay. they're like, no, 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 it's willow ptarmigan. It's like, no, you're a subspecies. And it's even, actually, I didn't realize it's red grouse. I'll also accept the loss on that. You know that it's yeah that the, the red. The I'm loss. not applying the red to that. That's the the actual bird is called a red grouse. Yeah. So I wanted something that had red in the title. Great, you nailed it, man. You're right. Those people need to learn about their birds. <laughs> Me too, <laughs> Groose. Okay, so kind of kind of light news week. Uh, there's a lot of stuff happened this week, but it's not things that I look forward to talking about on the podcast. You know, just like even like Paladins Battlegrounds. It's like. They're doing their own like mm. PUBG like thing with paladins, and I just don't want to trash on paladins. You know, <laughs> like just let paladins exist. You know, it's like <laughs> I don't know. I, did, I I was thinking about like how to formulate a discussion around it, but I like don't want to. Just let them do it. Um. So what I want to do this week, because it is still the it's the beginning of the year. We're still there. It's our second episode of 2018. I want to play a game called Who's Gonna Have It Better in 2018. And so we're going to look at, I think these are mostly all publishers uh, that I have lined up. We're going to look at two big publishers, basically, and kind of determine amongst, against the other one who's going to have a better 2018. Let's just start because it'll be easier to explain. <laughs> EA or Ubisoft, who's going to have it better? Whoa. Ubisoft. Is it this hard? Is it hard no, to pick this one? No, it's not hard. Well, I'm like defaulting to Ubisoft, but I don't know if that's because they had such a great 2017. Mm -hmm. If I know that that'll but continue. I, yeah, but I think I think it will continue. I think that they've learned some valuable lessons from things that happened in 2017. And they've already said, hey, we're going to take some more time with our games, you know, to, to make sure they're they're higher quality because it seems like it paid off with Assassin's Creed Origins. Yeah. Um, like Origins, I don't think it's going to get nearly enough recognition as Far Cry uh, or rather vice versa. Um, I'm just trying to think no, of like, what do we know I, I that's coming from Ubisoft in 2018. But I, I also, I don't know that I would be that surprised if another Assassin's Creed game didn't come out. You know, it's like oh, I'd be surprised if an Assassin's Creed game comes out next year. Here's what I think this is year? probably this year, 2018. Oh yeah, we're in it. You're we're in, in one. 2018. You're in one. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, what do you, what do you think about Watch Dogs 2 this year? Announced, Three? but it's no way coming yeah. out. You don't think it's coming out this year? 
Uh, I'd be surprised if they announced and, and launched. So you think Assassin's Creed is more likely than, than... No, I don't think either of those are unlikely. I just, I don't, yeah. To, to me, EA is just so much more unknown in a way because there's a lot riding on Anthem for me hmm. and how that... Anthem's handles. huge this year for them, and, yeah. I, and honestly, I could see it going either way completely. Yeah. And so it makes it very difficult to answer this question. Uh, hmm. Way Out's going to be good, though. I Way Out is going to be good. I have good feelings about yeah. that. I think yeah, Way Out is going to be good. I think, I think because I am more excited in the potential of the unknown for EA, I'm going to say EA, but are there things that I'm forgetting about with Ubisoft that are super exciting? Uh, here's what I have for them. Uh, Skull and Bones and The Crew 2 are, are both confirmed. Those are announced games. Skull and Bones I, I could see tanking, but I don't know that it's enough of an investment to make that much of a difference. Exactly. I can't see it tanking because I don't, I don't see them propping it up like a huge right. le- launch. Um, but that doesn't also position them to have a better year like i think if you're yeah. gonna I, I think ubisoft announces so much stuff at e3 though yeah um i also think um what was the other one? Oh, crew two yeah i think crew two could be big because as mediocre as the crew one was yeah like it it did well in sales it got a big expansion like it had a lot of support and it apparently did well enough to do a sequel so i think that 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 audience is still going to be there um and and on top of that, you know, there will be other people that will be welcoming the crew, too, with open arms now that it's improved. EA is going to have a new uh, Battlefront game, though. Are they? Yeah. Wow. Is it Battlefront or Battlefield? Battlefield, excuse oh. me. Yeah, yeah they got to have another Battlefield game. <laughs> More Battlefront DLC coming, though. I oh, yeah. So. Yeah, 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 for sure. But I also Battlefield think, 1 was really good. I also think Ubisoft is probably holding some cards in relation to the Switch. Uh, after the success of Mario and Rabbids, they probably have other things in the works uh, that will be Switch exclusive or Switch ports and things like that. You know, based on what Blood just said, I'm going to pick Ubisoft because I think Ubisoft has more successfully, even though there there might not be as many like big, this dominates the news cycle for a long period of time, like EA maybe has the potential to do in a bigger way. I feel like... Ubisoft has successfully done a whole bunch of crazy things in 2017 and a whole bunch of different genres, and it's done all of that surprisingly pretty well, mm-hmm. then it makes me want to pick Ubisoft. I think it's like a safer, more sure bet. Sure. And when I say who's going to have it better this year, you know what I mean? It's not like uh, who's going to make the most money. It, it's like who, at the end of the year, when we look back at these things, we can say, oh, they had it better. They had a good year. You know what I mean? And so I get why you're saying that. Jones, where I mean, are you saying? Okay, go ahead, Ben. Just, just even something like... You know, South Park, like that's a really crazy, good, unique thing that yeah. you've not only capitalized on once, but twice successfully. Like what what kind of thing like that does EA have really? Right. I don't know. If we if we said who had it better in 2017, no question we'd say Ubisoft. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jones, so where do you stand between so think, two? Probably based on that. I just think for me, I'm, I'm anticipating and seeing greater successes of from what I already know that uh, EA is bringing to the table than Ubisoft. But I mean, they Ubisoft destroyed. Uh, uh, EA and probably sales and and I think certainly the public perception. Uh, EA sure took a lot of hits this year. So is like 2018 the year they bounce back? I don't know. It's a lot to bet on. So I'll probably even I'll, with I'll the battle because that's panel. the thing is like Battlefield sells so well it really does. Mm-hmm. But but, but is it going to be a weird Battlefield? Yeah, it that's is. that's yeah that's the it's thing. Going to be a weird Battlefield that I feel like you can say with EA that just upends this whole thing is like, will they mess it up? Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah. I do feel like Battlefield almost has on and off years. So because Battlefield 1 was so good, 
it makes me a little sketch on what the next battlefield could be. Rumor was Bad Company 3, Blood? Well, then I would not be that skeptical. Okay. <laughs> I think that, that would actually do quite well, and, and yeah, unless they somehow manage to drop the ball. Uh, yeah, that, that would do pretty good. I, I want to say, I think EA should change their logo this year. They should change their branding. I think they can't show up at E3 with red and white. Do you know what I mean? I think they have to disassociate, uh, disassociate themselves from their former branding, just in terms of even visuals, just so people feel right. differently about EA this year. Yeah, but I mean, if you look at the history of EA and you apply that mentality, then they got to do that like every couple of years. <laughs> 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 All right, I got a tough one. This one's actually super tough. Who's going to have it better this year? Bandai Namco or Capcom? This is vicious. This is vicious. Mm. What else is Capcom bringing other than Monster Hunter? I got a list for you. I mean, I didn't want to make game lists, but like, l- let me just give you some things. Mega Man. Mega Man 11, John. Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Most likely, Devil May Cry 5. Most likely, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Announced, I don't know about coming out. In 2018? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Maybe. When you say it like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then for Namco, actually, there was some that I like completely forgot about. So like mm-hmm. Code Vein, yeah. Naruto, mm-hmm. yeah. One Piece, yeah. Uh, Soul Calibur Six just mm-hmm. announced. But Ace Combat 7? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Come on. That's, that, like, they got a good lineup over there as well. I mean... If you give me Devil May Cry 5 and Resident Evil Remake 2 with the, thing, with the other things that we already know of that are coming out, I would definitely say Capcom. Mm-hmm. But... Everything that you've announced, you've mentioned for Bandai Namco, like we know is coming, we've seen also in one Nino form or Kuni another, too. and Nino Kuni too. Like I, I think I have to give it to Bandai Namco. Yeah, because of Blood, that. I totally forgot about Nino Kuni too. Mm. That's a tipping point. Yeah, Jones, where do you stand on this one? I'll probably go Capcom just to be contrarian. Tell me why though. Um, what do you like there? Because of of how big those those titles are that you were that you were describing. Uh, I, I I think RE2. I'm nervous about RE2 remake. Man. <laughs> I think I, I I would not be surprised if that whole thing gets canceled if they just come out later and they're like, sorry, <laughs> you know, like we we wanted it and we had a team together that was putting together some fun ideas. It just you know we it's just not worth it. Um, but uh, uh, DMC I think is totally happening this year. Yeah, um, and uh, I think that'll be big, and uh, I think Monster Hunter's gonna be huge. All right, if we can collectively accept that Devil May Cry Five is happening, and I'm not the big <laughs> Devil May Cry fan, and I haven't yeah. I haven't heard read one rumor or anything. It's just from what I'm hearing from other people, but it's just I've heard it from so many people um, that it just yeah. it uh, um, it seems like a, a, yeah. And More the, likely at this point. And the weird little, like, the rumor crumbs that we have to ch- nibble on, like, it sounds like Sony cares about it, positioning this game as a big deal. Devil May Cry 5. And so, yeah, I, I can see Capcom having a good year. I can see it happening. Okay, that's good pick, Chance. Ben, were you swayed? Were you about to swap? No, I, I think it. I'm going to stick with Ben Namco. Uh, just, like, <laughs> Nino Kuni 2. Yeah. It's a big game. Uh, what I like about Bandai Namco is I feel like there are things that are kind of sure bets. Like, I think Soul Calibur Six is going to be a big deal. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, for sure. Yeah. I think uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is obviously going to be, be a big deal very early on, right at the gate. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I think, honestly, you you have kind of curious cases like Code Vein, where the story is not yet written for that. And so I, yeah. I like that position that it's got uh, with those things. So. Uh, we talked about this a little last week, but I'm curious what our panelists this week think. Uh, because next week, we, I mean, we have Bandai Namco versus Capcom. We have Dragon Ball Fighters and Monster Hunter World on the same day. Yeah. Who's going to have a better day? Oh, Bandai Namco. Really? I'm, I'm more... I think I'm that's personally... a sure bet. Yeah, I, I really do. I, I, like Monster Hunter World, is, like, there is excitement 
Uh-huh. But it's still a relatively small franchise uh, in the U.S. in particular. And Dragon Ball, it doesn't matter how good a Dragon Ball game is and people are all over it. Well, you have and a million you're putting out in, a right? great yeah. Yeah. Dragon Ball game. Okay. So you, now, now you have people that otherwise would you just be like, yeah, it's just some crappy Dragon Ball game. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen on that day. I think Capcom thinks they're going to have the best day. I, I think they're budgeting as much, you know, so I don't know. I'm personally more excited for Monster Hunter World, but, like, if Dragon Ball games, like Blood was saying, if Dragon Ball games that are, like, kind of okay can do really, really well, then yeah. Fighters is going to yeah. destroy it's a, it. And you know what? It's a great point. <laughs> yeah. I, I like that. Okay, next one. Who's going ha- to have it better in 2018? Valve? Oh, I don't think I, I said overall, but... <laughs> oh, wait, what'd you go with, then? Um, I think I am going to go with Bandai Namco, because... Yeah. Um, and the other thing, and what's weird is, is the thing that's in the back of my head is, uh, however many years ago, in their January press event, you know, like r- right around that time, like right when that event happened, is when like Dark Souls like was announced. So they could still. So I think they've got s- stuff up their sleeve, and and if there's like any credence any possibility for like some kind of like dark souls collection coming to switch or something like that they're gonna like, have a good year the, the, yeah by the end of like this month we're gonna we're gonna really know if that's a reality yeah, yeah i mean you're right if like, we know from software is doing something with switch we don't yeah. know that bandai namco is involved in that right but it's just like okay what is actually happening there yeah i get that i get that I'd go with Capcom too, though, to be honest with you. I feel really good about their year for some reason. Anyway, next one. I Valve think they're both going to agree. Or Riot. <laughs> Who's going to have a better year? Valve or Riot? Pass. Because <laughs> here's why. <laughs> Shall I mean, we move on? Here's why I picked this. Shall we move on? <laughs> uh, here's why I picked this one. Is like Valve's a, in a weird spot, obviously. And the, the question is like Dota or League of Legends, right? Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Valve said they're doing their Dota card game. Um, I don't know. People keep leaving Valve, uh, but uh, they're closely tied with the HTC Vive. You know what I mean? That's yeah. kind of their platform. And the HTC Vive Pro was just announced this week, mm-hmm. which is like the best VR. It's like no question now. The HTC Vive Pro is the best one you could possibly have. And so they kind of have that locked in. Um, Riot's interesting. Just in late October, the two founders said, hey, we're going to take a step back from managerial positions and we're going to go back into game development. Um and they, uh, I think it was like two or three years ago, they bought Seth Killian's studio. I wrote that down because I always forget the name of the studio. Radiant, who made Rising Thunder, the fighting game. They mm. were deep into this fighting game, which was weird because it didn't have, um, basically, it didn't have complicated commands for your inputs. You had cooldowns, kind of like a, a, a um, MOBA. So anyway, uh, they have they bought a fighting game. Riot bought a fighting game years ago. It hasn't surfaced yet. And so yeah, I think we might see new things from these two teams this year. But yeah, I wonder like what a year of League of Legends or a year of Dota looks like. And so that's why I compare these two. Well, I think the reason why this comparison is so interesting and, and it's hard to arrive at a decision is when you're when you're talking about Bandai Namco versus uh, Capcom or EA versus Ubisoft, it's like, no, these games that we're talking about, it really matters to both of those companies if they do well or not. Whereas any new thing that 
Valve or Riot is doing could be interesting and it could be great, but if it's not so great, like, these machines are going to keep running. Like, there's there's this consistency, I think, that both those companies have that the, the other companies that we're talking about don't have in the same way. They wish they had a legal They license. wish, yeah. absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So who who's going to have a better 2018 though? Who's going to have it better? But how So who, how do I measure that? So who had a better 2017? I don't know. I think I think Valve had a better 2017. Why? Uh I think the success of the vibe. Uh I think just Valve has done a good job of kind of expanding uh, its core platform, Steam, and launching new hardware, which is always extremely difficult. And it's those things are still relevant and talked about today. Like, that's carrying over into 2018. Yeah. I think when you say, hey, it, this is objectively the best VR platform, I still think that holds a lot of weight. And, you know, Dota may not quite be as big as, as League of Legends, but it's still in the realm of video games at the very, very, very top. And so if you have that and all of these other initiatives that are pretty successful, I think I would give it to Valve. So then why not 2018? No, I'm, I'm giving it to them in 2018 too. Okay. Jones, where do you stand <laughs> on this one, dude? It's tricky because I, I think there is a big Ryan announcement coming. I think there's something crazy we're going to see. I like, agree. E- possibly something in the mobile space, maybe something, you know, sure. just, just something really weird and unexpected from them. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to be something I'm excited about and mm-hmm. I certainly don't know if that's going to be happening in 2018. But at the same time, like, I don't think I, from my perspective, with all the VR that I've experienced, I, I really think Sony is in the best place right now. Uh, I think they are, are, are making the, uh, they're, they're getting the easiest headlines. Uh, they're, 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 um, I, I think that, you know, obviously, like you were saying, like the, the hardware is more impressive, you know, if you look elsewhere than the PSVR, but like that library is fine, <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and it's, and certainly near the end of 2017, they added a lot more onto it. And so I think I'm, I would love to have the, the, that update to the Vive, but like, I don't know how many people are really going to rush at that. Uh, and I don't know how much VR is going to expand as far as like must have titles, uh, on the, I mean, with, with the Oculus and, and just at the end of 2017, there's really only like a handful of things. that's like, you've got to experience this. Um, and I think everything else is, is either a novelty or just fun and, and, and interesting, but not like, you know, shaking the, the earth. Um, so I think it just comes down to whether Riot announces something. Um, and so, I, yeah, maybe I'll go with Riot for fun. Okay. Blood. Valve or Riot? Um, yeah, I think... I think probably stick, stick with Valve. I think Valve still shows a broader range of things that they can do and that they have done over the years. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, like Riot kind of needs to do something to show that they're more than a one-hit wonder um and, you and know, that's so hard they've, they've had that's a lot of people so there yeah, yeah. i know that like they haven't just been developing that one game they've been developing other things but i don't really know what any of that looks like yeah yeah and to me we could have this exact same conversation uh about valve versus riot in 2015 in 2016 and it would be the exact same conversation where it's like yeah we totally know riot's something's coming yeah Yeah. and so like yeah yeah (laughs) i think because of that because what we're talking about with riot where it's like man a new announcement any day like that's just holding less and less weight as time goes on yeah cool Mm. i got another really tricky one 
WB Games, publisher we don't talk about very often, mm. or Sega, who's going to have it better in 2018? It was like two years ago. It was like the greatest WB year ever. It was like Mortal Kombat, Witcher right. 3. Mm-hmm. It like... Yeah. They didn't even get that much off of Witcher 3, but yeah, they were involved. I mean, a couple of years ago, I wouldn't even consider Sega in the running, but now, like, they've they've done a lot. And I me. mean, coming out, we got Valkyria Chronicles 4, Ben. We got Yakuza 6 this we year. We sure do. Mm-hmm. Mm. WB Games does not have a lot of announced games this year. Is not. Yeah. So here's the thing they still got Rocksteady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They still have WB Montreal. Is. You know, like, they're still making a game over there up in, in Montreal. Uh,. TT Games is the one who makes all the Lego games. Yeah. I, I think we can expect like pretty level with Lego games. I don't know if you can sure. expect anything crazy out of that. Uh, um, they bought Avalanche. I forgot about that. WB just straight up bought Avalanche. Right. And so, Jones, huh. you, because you, when I was playing the Cars 3 game, you're like, yeah, that's a Disney Infinity team. It's like, oh, yeah, okay. Um, and WB Games even owned them when they made the Cars 3 game. Disney property. Like, WB, they, they can shake hands. Anyway. Uh, they have that studio. So yeah, they have a lot of games and not a lot of announcements. And I expect probably from NetherRealm, I think we'll probably see an announcement this year. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I think NetherRealm usually takes a year off in between games. I don't think we'll see the next Mortal Kombat game this year. So, well, I mean, we might see it, but we won't play it. Yeah. What? You got a pick, Jones? I just, I got to go WB. I don't know enough about Sega. What is happening sure. with Sega other to than trust them, to, to really feel the trend? Like you were saying, yeah. like, you, you feel things turning around. Yeah. I've heard that, but I, I don't. I don't feel it in my gut, so cool. I gotta go WB. Yeah, I mean, because Sega also did just put out just a total stinker of a Sonic game, and right? that Rocksteady game is for sure being announced this year. It probably won't happen until 2018, 19. But we're well, gonna finish 2018 knowing exactly what that game is. Yeah, I mean, you, you can you can flip that framing and say, yeah, they they kind of put out a stinker of a Sonic game, and also one of the best Sonic <laughs> games in years. Yeah. And it'll be easier for them to make a sequel to Sonic Mania than it will be to make Sonic Forces 2 or whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Ben. No, I mean, I, I think I think the, the gut, the intuition, it makes sense with WB and the, the things that they are working with are, are so huge. But, like, I, I think I'm going to give it to Sega because at this point in time, with what we know about what Sega is coming out with, even though a lot of those things may not even approach the, the level of reach that a lot of the WB stuff has, what they are announcing with what they have is really exciting and showing a lot of forward momentum. So what do we like, got with Sega right now? So we've got Yakuza 6. Yes. Um, okay. We've got uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4. We've got more Total War stuff on the way. Uh, and honestly, I think that's enough versus what we've got from WB, which from is WB. nothing. Yeah. yeah. The only thing we know for sure from WB is that there will positively be more LEGO games this year. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, I think probably Sega as well. Okay. I, I And I think like Ubisoft, Sega is in a position to do more to take advantage on the Switch. Um, and especially like with all the, uh, you know, it seems like they're being successful with their weird uh, Genesis mobile thing where they keep releasing new games. Was that Sega Forever? Something that like that, it? yeah. We also have Kiwami 2 to bring that up. Sure. Um, oh, I totally forgot about Kiwami 2. Uh, would it be weird to say that it, like, it would probably be totally okay for WB to have kind of a quiet year? No. You know, coming off of, like, Injustice, 
Mortal Kombat. Like, I gotta have a booth at E3. What's at the booth? Yeah, because yeah. uh, be I, I think they do try to do a big release every year. And so you're right. Last year they had Injustice and uh, Shadow of War, but yeah. I think th- I think they try to have a big one every year. And I think between uh, WB Montreal and Rocksteady, one of those two games will come out this year. I mean, if we were talking about even a, a whiff of what the new Rocksteady game was, I would immediately give it to the Yeah, because I feel like you can still have a good year without your game coming out in right. terms of this game that we're playing. You sure. know, like if, you, if we're feeling good about you at the end of the year, if you're riding high, if you're, you know, snapping your suspenders, you had, you had it good, pretty good in 2018. Hmm. But it's Sega. still two Segas and a, and yep. a uh, WB. I like All this. Right. I yeah. like this <laughs> divide that we've got going on here. Uh, last one. Here we go. <laughs> so this was hard for me. PUBG Corp is number one. I'm like, who could t- possibly take him down? Or take two interactive. Who's going to have it better in 2018? Oh. What is you again? So it's PUBG Corp, who's just PUBG. Okay. And uh, take two is, you know, take two is everything. Take two's rock star. So they yeah. got Red Dead Redemption 2 yeah. coming. Uh but even like I didn't realize they have Civ Six, so the Civ Six expansion that's coming out soon—that's yeah. that's also under that umbrella. Um, I expect a new Bioshock announcement soon. Maybe it's not this year, but mm. like you know, that would fall under them. Uh, maybe Ken Levine's game will be announced. He still works there, but not at, for, on Bioshock. Yeah. Uh, Borderlands Three is got to come out sometime. Yeah, I mean, think about whatever Red Dead Online is going to be. And GTA Online running concurrently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, but then think of PUBG, Jones. Who's going to have it better in 2018? Uh, I just, I, I think they're more diversified. I mean, it's, the, it's like the Valve argument. I just think that they got more going on. Yeah. I, I do think I do think Rockstar is the upper hand because as, as good as PUBG is doing, like they, I don't know that they've lasted long enough that I could confidently say that they're not going to run out of steam. Yeah, I actually think PUBG, in a weird way, despite it kind of being at, at, a, at a very high point, I think they're in a super sensitive position. Yeah. Where, like, yes, it is a game that a lot of people are playing. Yes, it is getting a lot of accolades and high scores. But if you listen to PUBG players, they're, like, kind of frustrated. There's there's kind of the sentiment that, like, hey, you're making all this money. Why are the updates not more substantial? Why is this not better than it is after all this time? Like, there's, there's some... There's some pushback which you always get when a game reaches that level but i think i think when that many eyes are on you the pressure to deliver is so intense whereas red dead 2 or or even like a borderlands 3 something like that people are just hungry they just want it they'll just take it Uh, i don't i don't think they're they're kind of feeling uncomfortable about those things the way that that maybe they are with with PUBG. yeah uh my goal i think is to make a list that at the end of the year seems absurd you know, my goal is that yeah. a lot of these were like closely matched. My goal is that like at the end of the year would be like how silly that I even like thought that that would be close. <laughs> and I still don't know between those two. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. At the end of the year, Red Dead Redemption 2 could have bombed and PUBG could have still continued its, its, totally. its meteoric rise. Sure. You know totally. what I mean? Like it's 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 hard to pick. Uh, but like if I had to pick, I, I don't see PUBG's expansion as, as sustainable. And like Red Dead Redemption 2, it just seems like such a, like an I don't know, man. We've talked about it before. I, mean, I don't know. I do think like I think PUBG is at this weird place where it's like sort of a turning point because before like it had a lot of buzz and it it had its issues, but it's been an early access game. Yeah. Now that it's cr- kind of crossed that one point line, I think like what Ben's saying is like people are expecting 
hey, okay, you've you've made your money, you've saved this is the final game, and you know we, we want more, we want more maps, we want more options, we want more stability or whatever, you know, like, well, do we want you know the, the Xbox early access feels kind of you know like an embarrassment in a way. It's like why is this not operating the way as it you know it should? And like even though it's an early access game, it's just like. You'd so think it would, it would be better off than it is. It's released on PC, but still on Xbox is still considered early Oh, yeah, access. very early. Game yeah. preview. Got yeah, it, yeah, 0.5. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, th- this is obviously not a one-to-one comparison, but it is still kind of crazy to me that no one, no one talks about Daisy anymore. Yeah. It hasn't been part of the conversation in forever, and that that was a... That was a game that took over, maybe not to the extent, but in a similar manner to PUBG, and you could see that maybe happening. And like, I think it's totally possible that we won't be talking about PUBG by this time next year. I think it is a possibility. Yeah, you're right. I, I think it's. I hundred percent. Well, there's also that, the yeah. possibility of it becoming right. like the, uh, you know, like Pokemon Go. Where it's yeah. like, nobody talks about it, but somehow it's, it's still, still making all this money. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, 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 that's a good point, too. Because you're right. A lot of games would be happy to be Daisy right now. Yeah, I get that. Sure. Well, yeah, that's sure, kind of sure, where sure. GT Online is right now. You know, it's like, they just had the Doomsday Heist. Yeah. But there are people, Anybody there are people know the Doomsday Heist is? <laughs> there are people talking but, about that, cool. for sure. <laughs> I mean, I guess what I'm thinking about having a better year, I do think yeah. perception is a, is a big part of that. It is, mm-hmm. absolutely, yeah. So. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I really liked this game. Yeah. You know what I, I had a hard time putting one up against was Square Enix. Because mm-hmm. there's just, I don't know about what Square Enix is doing this year. We know Tomb Raider is happening. We know Kingdom Hearts 3 is probably happening this year. Like, it's probably going to have a pretty good year, but it's hard to, like, compare it against anything else. I didn't really know what to pit it against. Hmm. Final Fantasy 15 Switch. <laughs> Why do that, blood? I think it's happening. I don't know if it's going to be that weird chibi port that they were... That's the craziest huh. thing in the world to me. That, yeah. The mobile version of Final <laughs> Fantasy XV that is like, but it's not like a simplified version. It's like, we're doing those cutscenes again and we're using the same dialogue from the main game. That's like, why? I guess I guess the first thing that I would jump to is Atlas because they, they have a lot of interesting things that are in the works, but you don't have... That Tomb Raider equivalent. Yeah, you, don't, yeah, you, don't, you, don't. you also don't have that and, and you don't have a Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, At- Atlas's mainstream game is Persona now, and that's pretty much it. Everything else is pr- still around the same level it's been in yeah. terms of recognition. I'm interested to see how well Catherine Fullbody does. And yeah, that would be interesting, actually. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy, I'm in Tensei 5. With it coming to Switch, we'll have to see. Yeah. So. Cool. cool. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want to hear that? Sounds like it's podcast halftime! Uh, the following are the official sponsors <laughs> of Easy Allies for the month of January. Hogue Law, business law firm. Whether you're starting a business at level one, uh, stuck fighting the dreaded fundraising boss, or finally cashing out with a well-earned high score, you need a good business lawyer at your side. Rick Hogue started Hogue Law to bring more than a decade of experience to companies like yours and is proud to support the Allies. Check him out at hoeglaw.com. Brent Klaus. Brent Klaus is a 2D animator and illustrator specializing in motion graphics and art direction. 
He produces animated content for brands using bold colors, fun character animation, and will sneak in a video game reference wherever he can. You can find him and his work on Twitter at Brent Klaus. Scorn, an atmospheric horror adventure currently in development at Ebb Software, set in a nightmarish universe of odd forms and somber tapestry. Go to scorn-game.com for more information. Elphanis. <laughs> iKeyless. Since 2002, iKeyless has specialized in replacement automotive keys and remotes. They can save you up to 75% off of dealerships' prices. Visit their updated website at iKeyless.com and use promo code EZA at checkout for free shipping and an additional. 17% off of your order. Carlos X360, founded in 2006, established as a company in 2010. Currently, Carlos X360 is a global network of blogs and forums. The end goal is to become a game publisher slash developer. The network consists of many subjects, including Call of Duty, Destiny, Battlefront, Devil May Cry, and Nintendo Switch. Join Carlos in discussing all things video games. If you're an investor, get in touch. Carlos is looking for around $50 million. Sweet Justice, a sound design company based in England that's worked on Battlefield, Mirror's Edge, Injustice 2, Call of Duty, Cuphead, and a load of indies. Check out their website at www.sweetjustice.audio. Mango. Jojo Dent Co., your friendly automotive dent repair expert. If you are currently an EZA patron and are in the Denver metropolitan area, tweet at Fast Mower if you would like to have your minor door dings repaired free of charge. All of these links are available in the description. Thank you to our sponsors. That was matter of fact was the read. Yeah, you said I wanted to read it matter matter of factual. Just, yeah, yeah, like, like I'm not a voiceover person. Oh, just, you just, just I'm just somebody explaining just tell, it to I got, you. I got a bunch of sponsors here. Yeah, just trying to tell you about my sponsors. I just feel like you were like it was it was condescending. It was built it was building up over time. Oh, okay. <laughs> like why don't you get this <laughs> mango? <laughs> get it through your skull. Yeah, all right. And we have a tremendous group of sponsors that. Hopefully, let me get away with stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That's fun, Jones. More fun. This next segment is called Press Release Me. Now, this mm-hmm. is a segment in which I found a press release, and we see how far into the press release we can get before we need to be released. And so, panel, uh, once you've had enough, once you've had too much, in fact, once you need to leave this press release, you simply say, release me. And once we have three release me's, we end the press release and move on. Hey, question. Yeah. Because I've done this one other time, and I yeah. said release me, yeah, and that did it did not we did not get the three votes. I think it's because Jones held out the entire time. I love press releases, <laughs> so that because of this guy yeah. to the right of me, right there, this, yeah. this smiling contrarian yeah. on this podcast, mm-hmm. which is totally fine. Yeah, <laughs> have you ever had a successful release me? The other time you're on was the only other time yeah, we've yeah, done. It this. hasn't been a 
This is the second press thing. release. So no. Although that one, <laughs> back, man, no. that one I sent you yeah. that I thought was going to get on, man. Yeah. That we'll was, see. Kyle that was good. Um, Mad Cats is back in the game. So actually, yeah, kind of. this is actually kind of interesting. Well, you know what? I'll let the press release speak for itself. Legendary gaming hardware brand returns with new management, new ideas, and a new range of high-quality gaming products. Kowloon, Hong Kong, January 4th, 2018. Mad Cats Global Limited, the legendary brand leading innovation in gaming hardware for almost three decades, announced today a surprise return to the international gaming scene. Less than a year after the much-loved brand disappeared from the gaming landscape, Mad Cats is back <laughs> under new management with Please new me. ideas, new attitude, <laughs> and most importantly, an entire range of new high-quality gaming products. Known for the award-winning range of rat gaming mice. Release me. Release me. Yeah, I'm done. <laughs> arcade fight We're sticks. Release me. We're done. Gaming We're headsets and much. Wait, did blood no, there's three. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I missed the blood one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Release well. me, please. <laughs> I was out. I was out like the like third or fourth time they repeated that who they were and that they were under new management. Yeah. Oh man. New management, new ideas. Okay, great. That was fun. Yeah, people got their jobs back. That's how release me is supposed to work. Well, well uh, I think it's new cats. people getting new jobs, but uh, cool. You know what? I, I was being very mean during that segment, but yeah, that is good news for Mad Cats. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't have anything against Mad Cats, but like, how can you write that? <laughs> oh, that's and a thing. That's any, the point of the segment. All know, press releases I know. are I'm bad. Just yeah. Just, <laughs> I just would appreciate if it was a sentence line that said, hey, you might have bought maybe some controllers or something from us, and that was good, and we're back. Like, yeah. Just be honest. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Gaming landscape scene. That's the thing. Legendary gaming product. scene, and they yeah. said gaming landscape in the next sentence, and I'm like, yeah. I'm, I'm losing it. All right. Oh. Uh, yeah. The old GL. The thing is, is a, a lot of the ones that like, oh, man, this is going to be good. I'll send this to Kyle, and then I start looking, and it's like, it's too short. What was the they, they actually get yeah. out in time? Yeah. What was the legendary brand of pro the rat products? Yeah. Oh, and rat gaming. That mice. was just like the tip of the acronyms. Like it's rat. It's it's an acronym for something. R A T. We'll never know. Yeah, yeah. There's strike. There's freak. There's glide. <laughs> there's rat air, and there's strike four and freak four. Yeah. Did you get the new freak wireless? Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's probably good. Sometimes it. Sometimes it's hard not to. Not to relish in the absurdity of it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's not it's not that I hate Mad Cats or I'm I'm not happy that people aren't getting their jobs back. But you gotta you gotta just have a laugh. Mm -hmm. You gotta just make create a little bit of space for a little bit of laugh. That's okay. <laughs> it's not time for love and respect. Love, love and respect. respect. Okay, so since we didn't do any current events this week, let's do one. Let's do some love and respect current mm -hmm. events. Bonjour, allies. EA is looking at scientific ways of controlling player engagement. Everybody is. Well, yeah. here we go, John. See, this is <laughs> yeah. this one. Sorry, that's a joke. That was good. That was good. <laughs> and they found percentages when players leave the game's multiplayer. Incidentally. Both three wins in a row and three losses in a row made it in. And with the power of science and matchmaking, they can allegedly affect the player's engagement. 
As in, if a player loses two games, it will put them into a good team, so they win. Or, adversely, if the player is about to win three in a row, it will put them on a losing team, so that they have to go a fourth game. I honestly find this insidious, and a classic backdoor shady deal. Self-adjusting difficulty in single-player games is one thing, but this just sounds plain wrong. What does the esteemed panel think? Happy 2018, your ally, Star Tsurugi. Hmm. Jones, that expression, man, you you look like a little brand manager about this. Well, there's just some unfortunate facts about this. One, how do you prove it? How how do we know they did this? Um, like I how think, do we how do we catch them in the act? I think they're not shy about this. Of actually. doing this, I don't think they're shy about. That's this. one way. Yeah, <laughs> every age is to admit it themselves. Yeah, but I think this is something that I could live in fear of and get really aggravated towards people that are doing. But if I was honestly playing a, a, a multiplayer game, I, I don't know if I could really tell that my experience was being lessened, or that necessarily that team is going to guarantee a loss. You know, like. I've I've had some underdog wins in multiplayer games that were pretty fun, where I felt like, oh, I got on a bad team, and then we actually pull it off. So I, I just don't I, I like as as fun as it is to imagine EA as the puppet masters, but being like, haha, you were only enjoying this game because we told you to. I, I I could I could I've enjoyed some pretty dumb <laughs> like setups as far as like how I'm matched up or or the grind that I have to go through uh, to through a game. So like I don't need EA to to. Uh, um, massage me to, to to make an online experience better but they are massaging you isn't that wrong they're, they're massaging, massaging themselves they're massaging their bottom line <laughs> yeah yeah um at my expense well that but well, that's the interesting thing to me about this is obviously they're always going to have some form of an economic benefit for you playing longer but at some point isn't like tapping into the psychology like isn't there like some beneficial m- point in there just in game design like like if you're always losing like you're not feeling good about that game if you're always winning you're not feeling good about that game so it's like i it's it's, in a way it feels like it's just part of like that matchmaking juice of like figuring out like what actually makes for good good matchmaking what makes a game fun yeah i kind of get that i get that argument Mm -hmm. it is as bloodworth said almost game design Mm -hmm. i guess ben where we fall upon is it's EA dictating, oh, we're going to make it really hard for you to win your next game. And I think that's where people are offended. We're going to try our best to make you lose this next match. Is that fair? But I think when it comes to matchmaking, right, and, and you, you hear people talk about matchmaking, you how, how do you... You can only approximate fairness, and like that's already so rough to begin with, and so even even outside of EA with matchmaking, like I'll play Overwatch and I'll be like, we're doomed to lose this from the start, or I feel that way, mm-hmm. you know. And so, like, I think when it comes to playing multiplayer games, you just sort of have to accept that you're going to have some really great matches where you feel really excited, and uh, you're going to have some really bad matches where. It, it, it's just hopeless and you're angry and and nothing is working like that's just that kind of chaos I think is inherent to multiplayer design and so what you're implying here doesn't sound like it's affecting that in an extra insidious way like how like what what is objectively like Brandon was saying what is this objectively different than than other other comparable games like what's the difference 
Yeah. Really, in a practical sense. Because then, yeah, because again, going back to what I was saying, it's like it's almost like saying, okay, these guys, like, even though, you know, the, all of the the formula that we had, like, on the base of it, says that these guys should be harder. They're not. These guys are too easy. We're giving you guys that are too easy. If you're like winning this much, like you should have somebody that's harder. And the other way around is like, oh, you, we think you should be okay with these people. And no, you keep losing. So something's up. We got to give you, you know, something that's a little bit more of a challenge mm-hmm. or more, you know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just but, think it's freedoms. It's my freedom they're impeding upon in, in my game. But you're... They're controlling me. They're controlling... You're always controlling who people are getting matched against in one way or another, you know. And, and the other thing, too, like, you, they can only work with what they have. They can only work with the players that are playing right now in the best, you know, situations and the best connections that you they can They could try get. to make two even teams every time, but instead they want to balance it. Yeah, but the, the question is, is if they're trying to make two even teams, yeah. how, how is this situation any different like I think in trying to make two even teams there's no way it is impossible to guarantee an absolutely fair match based on when you're trying to match make the number of people playing like what's going like that's just impossible you're there's 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 going to be unevenness in it Mm -hmm. you know so what what are they my question is what are they really impeding upon what is this freedom that they are impeding upon my my it's I guess I guess what I would say was it was my freedom to have the best opportunity to win because they're creating they're creating a scenario where I have a, a poor opportunity to win. They're actively working against me as opposed to actively trying to give me the best possible even match that goes to overtime. You know, they're they're trying to give me something. But what is an even match if you're consistently winning? Is that how is that an even match? Sure. I mean, you know, like an even yeah. match to me would mean that you are you're probably you're going to win one, you're going to lose one, and and it kind of goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. There's a little tug of war there, you know, and and some days you have better days than others or whatever. But and I, I think yeah. I think that there's just when when you're dealing with connecting to human beings online, there are so many variables uh, that I, I no matter how what how fancy your math is, you're just not going to be able to come up with stuff. I mean, think about multiplayer setups where you punish people for bailing on games. But like, maybe I didn't bail because I'm mean. Maybe I bailed because I got bad internet connection. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. bailing because my Xbox is breaking. Maybe I'm bailing because you know my mom grabbed me at the last minute, or like my sister came in and kicked the cable out. I'm like ah, you know, it's like you just can't tell right away when something happens online. It's like, oh, I'm on... And, and the way they describe it, it's like, well, you won a lot, so I'm going to put you on this team with all these idiot, crappy gamers. And it's like, well, I feel kind of bad for those guys. You know, like, what if the, what if you're on a five-person team with four other players who really want to win, you know, who are, like, really trying? And then, like, you're a, you're a pro player, who like, or just, you know, somebody who should maybe be on a team with better people, but, like, I'm going to, you know, give them the benefit of the doubt and, like, let them have this one match, you know, like... I, don't, I just think there's a lot of but, potential different ways to look at things. Granted, they might be a small percentage, but you don't know. Yeah, again, I think when, when you're talking about something like this, you really need the, the data to support it because what's the, what's the extended version of that story that you're talking about, Brandon, where it's like, okay, you're pairing me up against people who the game is saying is, is sucky, they're bad. The little giants. Right. The well, mighty ducks. how did they get there? Did they get paired with teams who were also sucky and bad? And so, like, the game is trying to correct that. Like, it's, it's, it's when you 
look at like a, a bunch of consecutive matches, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. There's a constant path there where the game is trying to shift and correct and and put you there. It, you can't just look at one match and being like, oh, they put me with a bunch of bad players. Well, what does that even mean? What? How are we quantifying bad players? Are they bad? Today? Are they bad this week? Are they bad this month? Like, that's why I think video game matchmaking is so hard because it's easy to have a bad day in any competitive game and feel like the world is against you where it's it's probably just a bunch of different things at play. Are they four good players that just don't play well together? Right. Yeah. They're just like, right. we're just, you know. Those styles aren't meshing yeah. within yeah. the game. Yeah. I don't know. One of the other things I don't too, envy people that build systems. I, I don't read this as being so extreme. You know, like it, it would seem counterintuitive to the purpose of this. For you know, let's say you're on level thirty and you've won, you know, your your three matches in a row. They're not gonna like then put you up against a bunch of level fifty players. You know, and like, and then you don't, you know, you have no chance of winning. Like, you're, you're probably going to go against somebody that's a little bit harder. So you feel like, ah, I almost got them. I need to jump back in, you know? Yeah. So it's not like you're just going to get like, you know, stomped on. So, it's, yeah, it's such, it's such a subtle thing that like, I don't even know if it would be noticeable other than somebody actually analyzing and revealing this kind of thing. Uh, before we move on, Jones, I do want to, I want to, there's one point that you made that I, I always dislike is like, Hey, if your sister kicks your Xbox off, you should be penalized for that. If, sure. If yeah. you lose your power. Yeah. Lose the points. Like it makes me so mad when games are like, well, he could have just like had to pause it. Like, just like lose those points because most people are quitting for illegitimate reasons. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, like I think just like, you know, on those off rare chances where it's like, oh, that was, it's not fair. It's like, no, nah, it's fair. Lose your points. Your internet went out, lose them. Uh, I think that's totally fair. Well, uh, Fortnite has been crashing big time. The last couple of months, it just for, all of a sudden started crashing. I've been playing on the same console the entire time I've been playing Fortnite. And now it like, so almost every time I sit down to play the game, it's gonna, yeah. the whole game is gonna crash. And so all I am to another player is, you know, Sid and I left the game. I'm like, what? What? Yeah. We have four minutes left the match. What are you doing? Why'd you leave? And it's like, because the game crashed. You know, yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm coming back. John, Give me two minutes. I'll be right back in. That's a whole other thing. Um, Epic came out. Know? They came out with what? an announcement about it, actually. Oh, okay. Mm. So uh, it's some like server thing. It's some, uh, I don't even know. I know it involves the word meltdown with a capital oh, M. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What That's is that? It's not just a server thing. That's like full on across the board computing uh, vulnerabilities um, that have been discovered recently. So, yeah. Any any device that you have uh, with a processor in it, make sure it's up to date. <laughs> what does that mean, blood? That means that yeah, people can get information and attacks and stuff like that on. Oh, and so to cover their vulnerabilities, that's why it's slower now. Uh, yes, actually. Okay, uh, that's part of the unfortunate part of the update. Got it. Yeah. So Jones, in the in uh, the case yeah. of that game in particular, Epic came out and said, "Yeah, sorry about this. It's going to be bad for a while. Our, our CPU usage or something spiked or something like that the second that we in, in, uh, implemented this." Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I think the other thing too, where I might seem kind of blasé about this, is this seems to me something that's going to just happen. That like, in in some form or another, every company out there is making some multiplayer game is trying to work the numbers to make them more money. Oh, yeah. But so I, I, to, to, like, target one company or, or just say, like, you know, why isn't EA being a super nice, clean, non-backdoor shady deal like all these other companies? I think all those other companies are, are uh, 
doing something, maybe not doing this, but are are, are trying to, to work the numbers work in their favor. And I mean, I've been playing devil's advocate for the entirety of this, but like, just think of Mario Kart. Just think of rubber banding. We all hate it, but the game would be less fun without it. And mm-hmm. that's that, that's what that is. They're, they're, they're adding rubber banding to multiplayer, and it is game design to me. And so mm-hmm. like, I, I think it comes from this perspective of where I, I like don't like multiplayer gaming that much, but like to me, just it makes sense. It just makes sense from game developers to just do that. Make sure people have the most fun. It is, it is something, though, where you're talking about it in a broader, I don't like this multiplayer context. And yeah. It is something that I, I find myself feeling more and more nowadays where I there are multiplayer games where I, I really like the ideas and I really like the good experiences. But there are a lot of times when you have so many people where it's like, am I willing to deal with not having a good time all the time? Or could I play a single-player game where it's like, obviously there are going to be low points, but like with so many multiplayer games, the highs are so high where you're having a great time and you you, you feel like the game is working as it should, but mm-hmm. when you get that bad team and they're just awful, like I was playing I was playing an Overwatch match and okay. they, they, there was these, these people that I was teaming up with where they just were just screaming into the mic the entire time, like ear-piercing screams the entire time and you can mute them obviously but it affected the whole match because yeah they're like, out of the team yeah. then you had the people who weren't doing that you had a guy being like can you stop and like they're just so irritated and trying to communicate that they're not focusing on the match and it's like i'm not even really playing over like this is just a wash this this yeah. whole thing we're not even really playing this game or at least with single player games i don't have that inconsistency i'm going i'm doing it and maybe i like it or i don't like it but at least i get to experience the thing yeah i don't know it's just frustrating hmm. But those highs, though. Yeah, that's the thing, is those highs. <laughs> it's like sports. Those highs. Yeah. Uh, next question. Oh, we got we a game. Let's do one more game. Uh, hello, allies. Ally. Uh, here's a game for you. It is Awesome Games Done Quick this week. Mm-hmm. For those who don't know, it's a charity event put up by Speedrunners. Uh, awesome Games Done Quick. They're doing a Prevent Cancer Foundation currently. So my game is how well... Do the allies know the world record times for the games in the Easy Allies nope. Hall of Greats? Poorly. Nope. Yes. Do not. According to speedruns.com, closest guest wins, guess wins, love and respect, the Meager Brothers. Cool, cool. Yeah, I, I like uh, two things because I always love awesome games so quick, but I like that yeah. as a, we're, we're testing our uh, Hall of Greats. Well, what's, what's weird about this, Kyle, is yeah. I watch a lot of the marathons, yeah. but I don't watch a lot of speedruns outside of that. Oh, yeah. And so I don't, I don't yeah. Hmm. And, and here's what's interesting is we have actually like uh, the t- categories in particular. So here we go. Metal Gear Solid. It's in the Hall of Greats. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. <laughs> Rightfully so. Any percent console version extreme difficulty. How long is that playthrough? Any percent console version extreme difficulty. Meaning PlayStation One. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, just off the top of our head with no. Yeah, yeah. Who's wow. gonna be closest? Yeah. <laughs> Any percentage. I think because it's it's purely a numbers game. Yeah. You should bark out an order because it's like kind of like a you can kind of like prices right it you know two hours ten minutes okay blood probably less though uh hour and 15 yeah, ben 32 minutes blood wins one hour three minutes wow hmm. yeah i figure you're like you're squirming through some wall to beat that game <laughs> oh no. you're always yeah, yeah you're doing you're, you're doing you're something with that one good stuff here's a really hard one super metroid any percent run any percent run? Yep. Hmm. 
36 minutes. Okay. Ben. 35 minutes. Blood. <laughs> 17 minutes. 41 minutes, 33 seconds. Oh, That's a win Brand for Jones. Jones. Okay. Actually, you know what? I'll keep track of these. These are fun. Um, so, Blood, you got that first one, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, Street Fighter 2 arcade mode hardest difficulty. That's so interesting. Yeah. Oh. Speed run of Street Fighter 2 hardest difficulty. Uh, so, Blood, we'll make you go first on this one. Mm. Eight minutes. Ben. 15 minutes. Jones. 14 minutes. Oh, Jones, you sneaky one. <laughs> 10 minutes, 53 seconds. <laughs> wow. I learned yeah. from the best. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is Turbo Edition on arcades. So, to get that speed run, someone's actually playing on the arcade cabinet. That's, awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Super Mario 64, 120 star run. Uh, ben, you'll go first on this one. Okay. Uh, 32 minutes. Jones. Uh, 50. Minutes. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Daniel Bloodworth. Oh, no. It's probably like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's got to be over an hour. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Daniel I, Bloodworth. Mm, 48 minutes. Ooh. It is over an hour. It's an hour 39 oh, yeah. minutes and 28 seconds. No, I was thinking I was 120 stars. 120 stars is everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I was not thinking 120 stars. I immediately regret so that. So you clearly, you know, over an hour. <laughs> <laughs> 120 stars. It's uh, like, wait, so what? Hour what? Hour 28. Sorry, hour, hour 39. I could That's have, like I could a have gotten a minute and five seconds per star. That's yeah. cr- You're right. Have that you is seen some of these fast. Mario 64 speedruns? Yeah. <laughs> You're right though. That is incredibly fast. That's hard. To, that's really hard to imagine. Another N64 game, The Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. Hundred mm. percent. We're not just. That's less than a minute, actually. Sorry. What's up, my math? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Hour sixty minutes. Per star. I'm, just, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full disclosure: It is twelve thirty-three a.m. Oh sure. <laughs> Woo! I, I totally missed the game. What do we? What? Oh, so Ben first. Uh, Ocar- no, oh, I you first went first last time. time. Jones first. Uh, Ocarina of Time, hundred percent though, hundred percent everything. I wonder if that even means all uh, sculptulas. I guess hundred percent. Yeah, I would have to. Two hours fifty minutes. Daniel Bloodworth. Sorry, it's weird noises. <laughs> um, well, oh. Uh, Three hours and 15 minutes. Four hours, 45 minutes. Ooh, Ben, you got that one. Four nice. hours, 10 minutes, 43 mm. seconds. I feel good about that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you like thought it through? Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. yeah. You didn't cheese it? Yeah, I like that. No, no cheese. Here's another one in the Hall of Greats. Uh, Blood, you'll go first on this one. Castlevania, Symphony of the Night, glitchless any percentage. Mm. No glitches. I really like that oh, distinction. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 55 minutes. Ben. <sighs> 45 minutes. Ooh, I'll go an hour. That goes to Ben. 33 minutes. Wow. 33 yes. minutes. Mm-hmm. Do, do, do. 
<laughs> wow. Then I you guess, got some points on the board, dude. I get, yeah. Uh, yeah, I get. Yeah. Would, in, would Inverted Castle even be a part of that? You just get to credits, right? Come back. I don't know. I think any percent, I don't think you have to do Inverted Castle. Yeah, maybe not. Though I did just watch a run that was uh, uh. Uh, No Bosses, and they did do the Inverted Castle. So I wonder if Inverted Castle huh. is officially canonically part of the playthrough. Mm. I think it is. If it is, 33. Yeah. Wow. I guess so, and then, yeah. Okay. All right, Ben, back to you first. Okay. A new submission to the Hall of Greats, Chrono Trigger. Any oh. percent. Any percent. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say three hours, 15 minutes. Chance. Oh, five hours. Daniel Bloodworth. Six hours. Game's got a lot of endings. Two hours, 29 minutes. It's another win for Ben. Wow. Whoa! Yeah! Wow! I do Underest- wonder which ending that is. Well, a lot of which okay. times because because Chrono Trigger is one that they've done like several times at at GDQ and like they always talk about world records and stuff when they're doing those runs. Oh yeah! And so that was one where I, I feel like I had some good range for it based on those conversations. Uh, they submitted actually also uh, another run to mention is that 100% all quests is uh, just two hours longer, four hours and 32 minutes. That's cool. Wow. Hmm. All right. Our final entry into the Easy Allies Hall of Greats, of course, Pokemon Red and Blue. Yeah. Glitchless any percent. No glitches. Um, Jones, you're first on this one. Hour 40. Daniel Bloodworth. One hour. Ben Moore. Two hours, 30 minutes. One hour, 48 minutes. Ooh. Oh! Wow. I can feel it. How did you feel it? <laughs> I knifed it. How did you feel it? <laughs> just, just came to him. Jones, you won that with one by one point oh! with that last one. Yeah. A bolt of lightning. Wow. Very frightening. <laughs> um... <laughs> Because Ben, you like you actually had three like back to back to back. Yeah. That was very impressive. You almost were in there. Well, then... you you threw me off because like the glitchless Pokemon is yeah. is crazy fast, and is so it? I I I think so. Yeah, well, it is. I think if so. You're beating that game in four. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. Or no, wait, no, no, no. I'm sorry. Did One I say glitchless? Even... I meant yeah, yeah. glit. I've seen glitched Pokemon runs that Got are it. like in just ridiculously fast, and so I think glitchless threw me off, and I overestimated. Glitchless, I assume you're still abusing some bugs somehow. Yeah, I think you're still using some tricks in order to beat that game in an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah, I mean, all of these, you're, you're gaming it as hard as possible. Yeah. yeah. You ain't fighting that Snorlax. You're not fighting the Snorlax, That's, no way. You're getting no. right past him. <laughs> so wait, what was the total tally? Uh, Jones had four, you had three, Bloodworth one. Bloodworth well one. Well done, Brandon. Thank you. Yeah. Jones, do you remember who... <laughs> Do you remember who is in the Elite Four? I'm just curious. Just brief aside. I'm, what, you, the, the names of the characters? Yeah, who, who in the Elite Four can you remember? No. Nobody? <laughs> <laughs> who was the dragon guy? Who had the dragons? Who was the dragon guy? Yeah. No, no. Lance. Lance the dragon guy. <laughs> dragon Lance. There uh, you go. Oh, hey. <laughs> I wonder if that's a thing. I wonder if that's a... It could be. Yeah. Ben, you got one? Is Agatha one of them? Yes. Agatha's got the history with Professor Oak. Yeah. Uh, but I don't remember. There's like one younger woman, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't remember her name at all. So that's one I'm foggiest on. I believe her name is Lorelai. Lorelai right? Gilmore? Yeah. <laughs> She's like an ice ice trainer, right? Lorelai? 
She's got that dude. I mean, I I, rem- I, I remember her I, sprite, I, but I, I don't remember her name Lorelei at all. I fitting in a Pokemon name box, but okay. I think it does, man. <laughs> uh, and then Bruno is like Brock's dad. He's just like right? super jacked, and he looks like Brock. Mm-hmm. And then once you beat all four of those, Jones, do you remember what happens after that? Nope. Your rival, man. Your oh, rival. Okay. That one I'm surprised at. Your rival has already been through it all. Well, he says, do you remember what happens after that? You didn't yeah. say, do you remember who you fight or where you go? You said, well, remember what happens. Yes. I didn't know if you meant a line of dialogue or a cutscene or a, oh, an item you get or whatever, man. It's, How did this game sneak into the Hall of Greats? <laughs> it's a quality game. Yeah, it is. It's uh, good stuff. That's fun. The story was not one of my favorite parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Let me know if it's not Laura. Obviously, they're letting me know if it's not Laura. Oh, they are. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, too, I, I I played most of that game incorrectly, so I overleveled and just blasted through a lot of those. They didn't sure. mean anything so to you. I, Bruno yeah. meant nothing. Surely yeah. you had to switch to some other party member with your Charizard fighting Bruno. I infamously didn't. I think yeah, I, actually, I, I think Bruno's fighting types, actually. Yeah, you were fine. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Laura Life, just pff, melter. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. It's not time for uh, Goodbye, bets. Goodbye, mm-hmm. You rhyming again? <laughs> extra credit so here's the thing it is it is 12:39 a.m pacific time yeah we still don't know when that nintendo direct is <laughs> we still don't know and that's this week's bet last week's bet is about this thing this week's bet's about this thing <laughs> we're betting on when we think the announced date and time will be if you think that that date and time will not be announced over the course of the next seven days, say so. You'll get a point for that. Brandon Jones. January 24th at 9 a.m. Pacific time. Ben Moore. I, there's probably a point where you asked us to write this down, and I didn't do that. <laughs> I just didn't do that. That didn't happen. <laughs> I, don't I can't even, give you a bet, man. I, can't I, don't, multiple times. I don't even. I can't give you a bet. I, I don't even I don't even remember you saying the bet. This is like the first time I'm hearing it. But with, for listeners at home, you do have to appreciate the moment in the podcast where Ben just like grabbed the piece of paper and kind of held it under the table for a little bit. Looked at it. He, yeah, he this, folded he folded it yeah, no, I I've, I've been fidgeting. Yeah. Just kind of like, hmm. I've been I've been folding the piece of paper. All right. I forgot that the bet was part of the podcast. Can yeah. I? Can I still? It's been a while. Can I still wing it? It's been a while. Uh, you can't. I can't allow it to be officially entered. But like, if you want credit for it, you know what I mean. Like, if you want. So, you know, I want to do this in the up and up. Yeah. This is my fault. I take full responsibility. Yeah. Is there any way I can scribble something down real quick? No, because Jones already revealed his. Okay. Because well, then you would price it. The reason why we keep it a secret is the Price Is Right method and stuff like that. Sure. I. Got to respect the sanctity. Uh, absolutely. Yep. I failed you. What would what, be? What would have been your guess? No idea. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> Daniel Bloodworth. Um, January twenty fifth at eleven a.m. Wait, what did Ooh, Jones say? Twenty fourth. Wow. Okay. All right. And then I went. I was very optimistic. I said Monday, January fifteenth, nine a.m. Pacific time. Let me lock those in. So Ben, I don't know if you're aware, but there are actually three teams now. Are there three teams? Yeah, so Brandon Jones is a team. What other bombshells do you have for us tonight? <laughs> That's a bombshell. So Brandon Jones is a team. He's yep. a team alone called the Red Grouses. The Red Grouse. He is the Red Grouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, my team, I am the Droopy Eagle. And your team is the Gorgeous Gorillas. And those are the three teams who placed bets last week. Gorgeous Gorillas is a good name. Yeah. It's a really good name. All right, so let's look at what last week's bet was. Uh, Sorry, team. 
We were betting. Yeah, <laughs> they're gonna be disappointed. Yeah, they should be. They should be. <laughs> uh, oh, we looked at Nintendo at Nintendo America. We looked at their Twitter account. We wanted. We wondered how many tweets they would tweet over the next like, seven days from last Tuesday night. Um, Jones, you bet forty. Ian bet nineteen. Brad bet ten. I bet eight. The actual number of tweets from Nintendo America over the course of the last seven days, twelve. That's a win for Bradley Ellis. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Pulling his weight. What's wrong? I thought it was more than that already. It's not. It was just twelve. There was, I think, one retweet uh, from uh, some uh, 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 Squid Kid account. Huh. It's not Squid Kid. Help me with the name of that game. Splatoon. 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 Thank Squid you. Kid. Some what? squid kid again. <laughs> <laughs> See, we all make mistakes. Would the game have done better if it was called Squid Kids? Mm. Okay. No. All right, all right. It would not. Jimmy, quit playing the Squid Kid game and come to dinner. So here's the. <laughs> Are you playing that Squid Kid game? Hey! <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I realize it's fun, but it's wrong. Um, <laughs> what? It's wrong. I appreciate you. It's a waste of good ink. <laughs> it's cubby holes. You know what I mean, Ben? It's like, it's just that was whatever I printed on the label of the cubby hole that I pulled that out of. Kyle, I want to help you out here. With <laughs> yeah. I have no idea what you just said. Oh, like your brain. Like your brain yeah. is a bunch of cubby holes. Okay. 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 Yeah. All right. And then you label the cubby holes certain And that, that cubby hole is squid <laughs> Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I respect or it. I think it'd be, I opened that cutty hole and all I could pull out is a bunch of cards that said Squid Kid. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, help me, all I see is Squid Kid. This is all I got, I have to say Squid Kid. Okay. It's all in the hole. Um, the thing is, they're being a little cute on that Twitter account, and I wanted to share this. They're, they're, it, they, they tweeted this on the 5th, but they retweeted it today. That parrot that gives you hints in Super Mario Odyssey, there's an <laughs> image of this, and then here's the text of the tweet. What is the secret you're seeking? I know it. I know it. Ha ha. I can't tell you. It's hiding somewhere and no peeking. Go find it. Go find it. Skraka. They're teasing us. They're teasing us that they're not announcing their Nintendo Direct yet. <laughs> Maybe. When Maybe. It, what else could that possibly mean? Just about that character in Mario Odyssey. No, because he tells you everything he wants. To, he has. He tells you secrets. No, he he tells you the name of a secret, but then you have to go look for it. They didn't tell me a name of a secret. They're, they're clearly being cute. They're being I don't know cute. how else to interpret this other than being cute. <laughs> and then to retweet your own tweet? To, they're, they're so proud of this tweet, they're like, we gotta retweet it. <laughs> how dare they? Wow. Well, we'll find out soon, hopefully. Um, nobody said no, though. I suspected somebody was like, no, they're not gonna announce it this week. Don't be crazy. Uh, let me tell you about patreon.com slash easyallies. Easy Allies is a group of people, uh, conspiracy theories, theorists, <laughs> no, in search of the Huffalumps. What are they? Uh, people who like the bet scores. Sorry? The bet scores. Oh, you're right, Jones. I guess we should... Get... No, I'm on my roll. We'll get to the bet scores after talking about patreon.com slash easy You got it, baby. This is the most important part of the podcast. Definitely. It's the part that people <laughs> like the most. Uh, 
Well. Because uh, basically, Easy Allies exists because of Patreon. Yeah. Uh, we, we are able to to uh, keep going because of, of this website in which people fund us monthly, basically. They make monthly payments. Uh, so it's worth checking out that website if you're curious about what we do, because it's not just this podcast. It's many things, many more podcasts, even live streams, all those sorts of things. Uh, check out that website. Check out what we can do for you. Check out what you can do for us at patreon.com slash Easy Allies. Now, the scores. The Red Groose Zero. Groose uh, again. Yeah. Okay, well, let me repeat that then. I don't want to I don't want to bury you like that. The Red Grouse Zero. <laughs> I know, Jones. Oh, Ben, you're ready. No, I oh. I think I think this is fair to ask yeah. since we are we are a new team. Yeah. New animal sound, new yeah. expectation. Yeah. We can distance ourselves from the butchered Platypi sounds of the past. Yes. Can I ask for an example of how we should sound? Uh, yeah. I don't think you have to abide by it. Okay. But Brad went. Oh yeah. All right. right. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Okay. Gorgeous gorillas won. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the droopy eagle zero points. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, blood. How'd you do on your goal? Remind me what your goal was? Yeah, I was to not fidget with my uh, my hoodie. Oh, hands above the desk. Yeah. Yeah. Sleeves and uh, zipper and all that well stuff. Well done. Yeah. yeah, hands stayed above the desk to listen. All I do during this podcast is fidget. Yeah, we're fidgeters. I don't know what I would do with myself. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, I fidgeted with other things. It's not uh, with my hoodie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a, yeah, he has like a little candy cane out here. Ben, how did you do on your goal of rhyming? Was it, there was a specific thing like it had to be intelligent rhyming or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was oh, going right. to say, I was That's going to was say, happening. honestly, I crushed it because I yeah. loved my rhymes. Yes. But bearing, keeping in mind the other half of that, where it had to be like during a serious point that I was trying to make. Yeah. It did not happen during a serious point. Okay. Great so, rhymes, nonetheless. Great rhymes, nonetheless. You still drop more than one rhyme, though. I call yeah. it even. Yeah. Okay. All right, Jones. How did you do on your goal this week? Of, I did it. Of I... Delivering podcast <laughs> halftime in a, a matter of fact. Matter of fact. Yeah. Um. I, I did something. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's matter of fact, but your your definitions may vary. But it was different. Yeah, it was I'll go, different. it'll be back to the regular podcast halftime next week. Um, I made some time travel jokes, but then I went back in time uh, and, just uh, it, and then I didn't do it. Um, oh wow, Daniel Bloodworth, because you are because you're in Brad's seat. <laughs> You win the right responsibility to share your Twitter handle with the world. You get to promote any Easy Allies video you would like to promote. You get the final word on anything you've disagreed with, simply want to reiterate, or just just popped into your head just now. And you get to sign off with your trademark sign-off. Take it away, Daniel Bloodworth. Uh, Yeah, my Twitter handle is at dbloodworth2. Uh, what I, I, I mean, I have to promote pretty much. I don't have to, but I should promote the, uh, Easy Allies Awards Deliberations, uh, which are happening, uh, next Tuesday at, uh, 5 p.m. Uh, Pacific time. Uh, check easyallies.com for your local time. We will be debating game of the year live on air for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that is going to get interesting and quite long into the night, most likely. Uh, I but think other jolly categories too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got some 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 fun categories. We actually like tried to not do a lot of uh, the more familiar care categories uh, and try to come up with some some different things, some more interesting, fun things. Um, 
Uh, anyone else got some some pitches to add on to the awards? Anything else? So let's say I'm the type of per- I know there's lots of people, lots of different types of people. Some of them like to watch us talk for hours. Yeah. Some of them don't. Some of them say I don't have time for that. Yeah, we're gonna do uh, basically just an awards video afterwards, probably the next day or two. Uh, that will just be like really straight into the point. Like this is uh, each category, and this is what won, and these were the other nominees that made it into that category. Everybody's happy. <laughs> Won't have the drama because you know you're going you're going to know already. You're going to be able to find a list somewhere on a forum. Somebody's going to tell you on Twitter, but uh, it, it'll be there to uh, conveniently recap everything. Cool. Um, for my final word. I will say that I was convinced uh, that seated one. Mm. <laughs> I specifically sat here because I thought uh, that uh, I I don't know that I, I didn't need to be in the winning seat, <laughs> and I, I sat in the winning seat anyways. A winner, no matter what. <laughs> um, and uh, the next Blood Moon is on January thirty first, so keep an eye out for it. I am enjoying these microtransactions.